this week on Dig Me Out. With your hosts, Jason Dia and Tim Minichi. Jay, we're back again with another episode thanks to our Dig Me Out Union on Patreon. You can help us make the next episode happen by joining us at dmounion.com or digmeoutunion.com. And Jay, were you doing a, you, you like sing song, was I sing songy? I'm orchestrating you like a puppet. Okay, thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is a patron selected You're kidding episode, me. Jay. Yes. Is that, is that why Whitney's here? Mm-hmm. That's why Whitney Beeler has returned. Welcome back, Whitney. Hello. You might remember Whitney from such picks as Death Ray's self-titled record, Shade Apart, Shades Apart Eyewitness, Dada's American Highway Flower, Caviar's self-titled, Human Radio's self-titled, and the Tories' wonderful. You might have the most self-titled records. This is now the fourth. It's my goal. Human Radio, Caviar, Death Ray, all self-titled. I'm sensing a trend. Sensing yeah, a trend. It's intentional. And this one as well. So without further <laughs> ado, uh, perhaps you should share with the audience your pick for this episode. Uh, self-titled album by Wonder Band, 1997. Wunderband. Wunderband. I wasn't going to say it. I was going to let you do it first. <laughs> Thank you. It's so, so fun yes, to say. If you, if you want to Google this band uh, and, or Good find luck. them on YouTube or Spotify, you need to use the umlaut and the U. I found that the way you, you the best way is Wunderband album 1997. That's how they, <laughs> that's you narrow that search down. Yeah. And you'll get three hits because there's not a lot about this band on the internet. This is a Swear. one and done band. It's one of these bands that you, you know, you wonder if they had their, you know, their internet future in mind when they named their band, you know, it's like. <laughs> I want to help using the U and the umlaut. Yeah, it was I, believe an o. It. I need to know how the heck you found this band because they self-released this thing. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I just, I, I just listen to stuff. One thing leads to another and. I don't know how I heard it. It's so boring. I come on here and I tell you, I don't have these great stories like Chip, like, oh, I was out like hanging out with some bands and I, you know, I don't have any of those stories. I just, when did you find it? I'm on the lookout. Honestly, I don't even remember. I can't tell you. I just. Was it in the nineties or was it? No, I found it a few years. I found it, you know, like probably, oh, probably mid two thousands. Cause I was in that, there was that, there was gotcha. that uh, power pop kind of craziness going yep. on in the early, early aughts. And I found it there, you know, by way of some other band, I think. I don't know. Now, yeah, I, get, I get the sense there's good, like, sharing and trading amongst power pop fans. Mm-hmm. There is, because there's not, yeah. there's not many of us. Right. No. That's one of the, one of the positive things the internet has brought. <laughs> it's brought right. a lot of negative. Yeah. But one of the positive things is communities of music fans are able to find each other. Now I do have to ask, have you tracked down the Mega Demo 3000 that Wonder Band released? No. Through <laughs> no, mp3.com. Oh my god. No, goodness. I have not. 
it has four songs that are not on the album mp3.com yeah if you go to the discog uh, discogs.com and go to their page the cover is like it's like a generic mp3.com cover it is hilarious i will throw this in the chat so you guys can see this cool um i do have an mp3.com cd by uh, millard powers the guy that played for the semantics which brings a couple of dollars these days i think but let me see this so I don't have a ton of history to share because quite frankly, I have oh, no idea God. what the heck the history of this band is. All I can tell you is that this album was released by them in 1997. Um, it is on vocals, Derek, Aries. I think so. Kyle Kelso and Robert Finelli. And Robert also plays bass. Derek plays drums. Kyle plays guitar. Um, it looks like they made the whole record themselves. Like they're the producers. Kyle mixed it and mastered it. Like they didn't even go anywhere to get anything done. The drummer did the artwork. The drummer did the art. <laughs> this is about as self-released as you can get. Okay. So I mean, unless they artisanally pressed each CD. Okay, so to defend my choice a little bit, and no, you don't have to defend it. Like, I'm just saying this is wild that you even. I don't want to act like I'm looking for the most obscure band of all time. It's just, um, I will say that the guy who who's the guy that uh, is Kelso, Kyle Kelso. I did see like on All Music because there was a review for that this album on All Music, mm-hmm. uh, and he did do some engineering for Afghan Wigs, and Greg. I can't ever is it dull? It's Dully, right? It's Dooley. Dooley, goddamn. Like Dooley noted. Okay, so Dooley, and then he he mixed a Benja- Breaking Benjamin album or something, I guess. Huh. But that, that's all the data I have. Other than the drummer looks like Larry Fine or the Three Stooges. <laughs> <laughs> so other than that, that's all I got. Okay. Let me see that packaging. Describe what we got here. Okay, I'll try. And... I'll try. See, it's okay. Let me see if I can do this. Yeah. Okay. So it's the album cover. So yeah. you've seen that. Okay. So here's the here's the CD itself. It looks is it a CDR or an actual no, CD? No, no, it's an actual CD. Okay. It's on something called Scenester Records. Yeah, they made that up. Okay, they made it up. Uh, yeah. And then it's got the lyrics in here with picture oh, of some pictures of the bands on the inside. Yeah, this okay. is, and there's Larry Fine on drums right there. Yeah. And then that's not nice. He'll, maybe someday somehow this guy will see this and he'll think I called him a stooge. And then there's this dude on bass. I don't remember their names already. Is, but, it, a, is it just a fold or is it have multiple flaps? Just a fold. Yep, that's the and there's the back, which looks absolutely ungodly horrible. I don't even yeah. know what so to it's make like of a that. Bad photo, a type over top that you can't read. Yeah, pretty much. So in 1997, Jay, what program did they use to make this is Microsoft Paint? <laughs> no, no, no. Cork Cork Express. Cork Express. <laughs> and I and I know that uh when you go into that template for uh I'm trying to remember the CD service that was big then. But uh, that was the that was one of the cheaper templates you could use, which we used for ourselves. The one full. Well, yeah, and two years later we case. were using it, <laughs> or, or yeah, three yeah. years later. Yeah. I like that you guys admitted to using that. That's oh cool. yeah. Oh, oh, black and white on the inside. Yep. You know, you get nice... color on the flat on the outside flaps, black and white <laughs> yeah. on the inside. Yep. Color yeah. on the back, color on the front. Two I thought it was a reasonable effort, though. I mean, for yeah, for what it is. I mean, they did nice except for the back. Oh, not that, but the other, the inside. The front cover's not terrible. No. no, it's a little blurry or something, but whatever. Yeah, it's a bad. There's photo, only one they, for sale. They it's in Canada. I don't think I'll be picking it up. The shipping is costs twice the CD. <laughs> yeah, 
I didn't say it was going to be worth anything, but. Well, you know, I like to get the CDs or, or the albums that we review. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you contribute to the Discogs entry? It says uh, Wits Brain. Yeah, I think I did, actually. I think I put some info because there wasn't exactly a lot of it on there. I'm adding you or as a friend there. on Discogs. I didn't even know you were on there. Oh, yeah. I, didn't I friend you on Discogs? Did, I think I friends? did. I think we are. I friended you. You probably didn't friend me because you oh, know, no. you're all big. You're all big time podcast and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, sure. you're one of those. I don't talk to you guys face to face and I'll pick on you. <laughs> wow, you you got some power there. Nice. I don't know. Uh, so that we basically covered everything we can about the history of this band because we quite frequently don't really know a whole lot. Um, let's talk about our patrons. And what they had to say. Not a lot. Some folks had some. Uh, Willie Don said, pretty good. Pretty, <laughs> pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Uh, Gavin said, better EP as well. I didn't mind the album. There was nothing to af- offend. There was nothing to offend, but also nothing to embrace. So while no actual track selection, I kind of half liked all of it. Uh, and. Uh, Richard Dodgen said, or Rich Dodgen said, I'm rating this a better EP. There are definitely some great tracks here, but a few just sound way too clunky. Clunky, Circle and Fall and Hint of Jealousy, for example. Both sound like they were written and performed by a bunch of 12-year-old school kids. Ouch. I get that maybe the high school sort of vibe is what the band was going for, but for me, those songs and their lyrics in particular just graded. Okay. That's cool. I've admitted many times never to be much of a lyrics guy. So Rich Dodgen, is that how you say it? I believe so. Yeah, he was kind of shocked on Discord today when this the Patreon post only had like three comments and seven votes. I'm like, that's not out of the ordinary. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, you know, you got to dig deep for this one. Right, exactly. But you, a couple of folks listen to it. Yep. We, uh, yeah, see, this is us too. This, we listen to it. Well, well, see, yeah, this yes. is this is the power pop thing, you guys, right? So, um, you know, I was thinking this year I was going to pick like Shiner or something grungy or heavy, and then I was, I was thinking about it and thinking, nah, that gets covered already. So I was like, I like bringing up albums that most people haven't heard, and I'm betting no one heard this one before. And uh, people don't like gravitate to power pop, but even though they actually kind of like it way more than they admit, because like it's catchy and it's like commercials, you know, everybody, right. When they write jingles for commercials, they're catchy, right? Not too many sound like, you know, shudder to think or like ministry or something. Right. That's for a reason. Cause they're trying to catch you. You know, you're trying to catch your ear with a hook with you a, tell me we've been walking around the house singing that chicken Burger King chicken sandwich for the last week. <laughs> what? <laughs> that They show it on every NFL game commercial, like eight times. It's yeah, basically oh. just goes chicken, 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 chicken. So we just walk it. around. We just walk around the house saying that, that. must be a Texas uh, commercial break and not an Ohio mm, commercial break. Because no. I haven't heard it. Burger King chicken sandwich. Oh no, I've seen it. I also watched the Bills game on um, mute in oh, a tiny corner go. of my computer, so I could do something else while I vomit while watching them lose. <laughs> uh, but yeah. let's uh, let's move past that and let's get into this record, Jade. Uh, tell me one thing you liked about the self-titled album by Wonderband. Well, we we covered a bit. I mean, this is uh, what I would consider a power pop record. Uh, it's got the melodies and the harmonies that you would expect. 
I think there's what's interesting though is it it walks a line between I think doing that really well. You, it kind of has a Fountains of Wayne songwriting style to me. Uh, some of the melodies are reminiscent of that band as well. But there's some unexpected moments or juxtapositions of the vocals with some drumming guitar parts that I thought was to me the part I like the most so from a uh, drum standpoint when the record starts off with the first track is it called hey hey yes yes hey hey uh, I love the drums in that because it is not what you would expect from this kind of band it's kind of a halftime it's got a little bit of a stutter to it almost it's not like a driving or swinging you know, power of pop rhythm. It, it's almost a little math rocky or post hardcore or something. Uh, and it allows for these dynamics to happen throughout that sound, that song that are interesting where, you know, they cut out and the guitars can be a little bit staccato and uh, then they can switch to, you know, regular time in the vert or in the chorus. And it just gave it this dynamic of like, Oh, this is not what I would expect from, you know, a fairly, straightforward power pop record yes yes guitar riff and making like the opening riff of that song a little darker it's not like big you know kind of melodic chords it's not chimey it's you know it's maybe again like something you would hear in like a heavier band uh and then when they put the vocal over top it has this interesting contrast between that and then when you get to the chorus it, it gets a little you know it gets brighter but there's still that moment of that sound in the beginning part of that song and through the verse doesn't really sound like anybody I've, I've heard before. Uh, 16 has a no this noisy guitar break in the middle that almost gets to like a shoegaze kind of place. Again, it's uh, maybe not as clean or as crisp as you would expect uh, this band to stay. You know, it goes a little bit off script there. And then um, Rosenbloom is a song where, it's um has like a lounge feel but not in a kind of um kitschy way like it feels genuine like a just a way to do kind of a quieter song but it has like this little bit of percussion and the way the drums are kind of treated and the bass line it just has a verse that's again not necessarily what i would expect from a um it kind of pulls the power out of the pop and it just puts it in this more like uh I don't know, maybe a crowded house kind of feel. Uh, so again, that was another unexpected juxtaposition between this kind of like vocal style and, and sense of melody and musically what's going on. 
And the last thing I'll note is just shout out to the bass player on this. It's just one of those examples, I think, records where um, melodically the bass is doing a ton. I really found myself uh, repeated listen, listens, paying attention more to the bass line and to the vocal and kind of like letting the guitars fade out, you know, kind of not be the center of attention for me. And I was kind of struck by it, just how, again, how important the bass melody and the vocal melody and how they tie together and kind of make uh, some of these songs really, really hooky and, and work really well. So that's what I liked. How about you, Tim? Well, we've talked in the past about what you needed to get a hit single, like in the second half of the 90s, mm-hmm. you had to have like, not just a hook, but there had to be some some sort of like, really catchy, thought provoking in a pop culture kind of way, hook and the opening track, Yes, Yes, Hey, Hey, that should have been a big hit. That re- that yeah. line of looks like the girl who sang until Tuesday. That is yeah. so. I mean, it's so like the girl who sang for till Tuesday. Is that yeah. yeah? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's such a fun song. Um, that I think uh, I I listen to and I go, why was th- why wasn't this on at least like some sort of label that could yeah. have gotten this to college radio and 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 gotten them promotion and stuff like that because it's so catchy. Such a good hook, and it's a well-constructed song too, in, in two and a half minutes. Um, and you mentioned like the the drummer and the bass player have a real nice combination in terms of not just playing a straight four-four beat all the time. It's a lot of choppiness in a good way, and it's a lot of fun. And that's the overall vibe of the a lot of the record is is this sort of somewhere but like cheap trick but not as bombastic that cheap trick can be in in certain ways but like you might that um that may queen riff i mean that if you speed that up that's a that's a rick nielsen riff to like mm. you know hello there or something yeah yeah that yeah he he writes like kind of, yeah darker edgier riffs than what you would typically find in a yeah sort of a just a straight you know, kind of Beatles influenced power pop band. Yep. And you it's throughout this whole record is just, you know, usually two and a half to three minutes of just really catchy hooks. I remember, you know, from the first time through, I was remembering melodies and, and lines and that's a good sign when that happens because the worst thing that can happen with a power pop band is not landing the hook. I mean, that's why you're there and they've got a lot of good harmonies and it's interesting that they have, it looks like there's primarily two singers kind of back and forth. And then the drummer kind of sings backup is what I'm seeing. Um, Cause it's, it's almost, they almost get, I think they have the record is like one, then the other, then one, then the other, then one, then the other. I don't think they, any of them have two songs in a row, which I didn't always pick that up. I mean, I, I could hear differences in the voices, but if I just had to pick it out by like who was singing at the time, I don't know that I would necessarily picked out which ones were whose, but that's good that they, I mean, that's tough to have two talented songwriters in, in a band and get, you know, all the ideas out. Yeah, this was just, it's a fun record. 
sounds good. They did a good job producing it themselves because it 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 sounds good. The the guitars sound have a you know they're not thin, they're not over the top, they're not there's no like uh sometimes when you do guitars on your own and mix on your own, it doesn't always you think it sounds good, but then when you actually, you know, deal with all the compression and the mixing yeah, and the mastering, you're like, hey, where did that where did that go? Where was that yeah. thing that magic that we had? Mm -hmm. Um, so props to them for a good sounding record. May Queen, the prettiest girl that I've ever seen. Maybe she's gonna see something in me. May Queen, waving her hands, I shouted out loud, May Queen, can you pull me out of the crowd? So Whitney, you brought this to us. Yeah. What works best for you that you, you wanted to uh, showcase this record? You know, I mean, it, it, just that it's an album that's like, you know, it fits my ear, right? It's really catchy and it's quirky. And, and to what Jay was saying about a power pop, it it gets categorized, I'm sure, as a power pop. The guy on allmusic.com that did the one review I found for it said it was a power pop band. But there's something else going on there, right? It's it's a lot quirkier. It's a lot like, um, yes, yes, hey, hey, really goofy song, but really cool arrangement. It's got some like chirpy, weird guitars in there that just catch your ear. And I'm walking around since I've been really listening to this a lot because I knew I'd be picking it for you guys to listen to. God, these songs, they, they keep jumping into my head and I'm singing them going around the house and I'm making up lyrics to them, you know, for some, you know, just stupid shit like that. Um, there's some really goofy chords on like May Queen that I just really like. Um, 16, I'm not sure what the lyrics mean. I love the guitar in that. I'm not sure what the lyrics mean. It sounds a little like Winger 17 almost, but I, I looked at the lyrics and I can't figure them out. So I don't know what that, that song is about, but uh, I love Wall of Dishes, even though I don't know what a Wall of Dishes, a wall of dishes is. Uh, it's prob that's probably my favorite song in the album. Um, I, it's got a great guitar solo in, in it. It's like a, and it's a harm, it's two guitars playing the same solo part. Yeah. It's just terrific. Um, Circle and Fall, as I think uh, one of the people in Patreon mentioned, that song is not good. That is the only song in this album that I do not like. Um, Lunchroom Blues reminds me of Soul Asylum doing a ballad. Uh, another guy, the lead-in sounds like Rick Nielsen, sounds like something that could have been on Dream Police. It chills out after the intro, but I think that's a really good song. Um, Hint of Jealousy, that's got a definite Rivers Cuomo vibe. I'm thinking it's it would have fit on Pinkerton somewhere. I know that's going to be controversial, but whatever. Um, to the three people that are watching this. Uh, <laughs> and um, Special is a really strange closer. I, I, it, it, it feels like a song I would have placed further up in the album just to chill things out after the first few songs. Um, I, there are parts of this to me that sound like Limb Lifter, which you guys covered not too long ago. 
Um, but, you know, Wonderband finds the hooks and maybe they're intentionally writing them and maybe Limblifter didn't, they, maybe they were choosing not to write catchy courses, you know what I mean? But there's quirkiness like the Limblifter album you guys just talked about. Mm-hmm. But, it, but the choruses are like, okay, we got to make this song memorable. So we're going to smack you upside the head with this chorus that you're going to sing for the next two days. And I like that stuff a lot. Although I do find this to be like last year with Death Ray. I think you guys both like that album too. And you like the production being kind of dry. I think you described it as, and, and I, this production is like, I think this is really good production. I, I like the sound of the guitars. They just are, they just like ring or something. I don't know what the guitars are in the bass solid, the drums, like Jay pointed out are really good. Um, again, if you're a lyrics person, I mean, the lyrics are strange. I don't necessarily pretend to understand what they're singing about half the time, but um, <laughs> yeah, I really, I really like it. Um, it's really been a grower. I, I listened to it a lot, like in the aughts early, you know, when I was listening to a lot of the, this finding a lot of this stuff. And then I picked it up again, just as I was going through bringing a lot of my old stuff out and it's like, wow, this is really, this is really fun. So that's why I brought it out. You didn't mention I Don't Mind, but I really like that song. It has jellyfish vibes to mm-hmm. me with those falsettos oh, yeah. and that like kind of chunky halftime feel. They don't mind. You used to call me baby all the time. Then you call me That song, again, it's like 219, such a short song, but it's very effective. They're not as, you know, or as I don't want to say orchestral as Jellyfish, but Jellyfish had like a bit more going on complex, complexity wise. Um, so mm-hmm. it's, it's cool that they do it on that kind of one song and it's not like overwhelming where it's a clear like Jellyfish homage on this, on this record. Jay, I just want to mention when I heard the song Rose and Bloom, I immediately went back to when we were in a band and there was a gentleman whose last name was Rose and Bloom, who we all disliked. Okay. Do you remember that gentleman? <laughs> uh, Mr. Jeff vague, Rosenbloom? Vaguely. When you say went back, what do you mean? I back? meant like mentally, I was like, Rose and oh, Bloom. Okay. Rose and Bloom. Rose. <laughs> I've heard that name before. You know, the guy we made a giant poster of his head and stuck it behind us when we played a gig because we disliked him so much and we knew he was going to show up so it would piss him off. Nice. That's Jeff Rosenblum. That's sweet. Yeah, we yeah, did we, that. We, did we were angry like young men. We, were, we, we had some issues that we had to work out on stage. Anyway, diversion aside, I think when you're talking about the choruses and, and the hooks in comparison to Limb Lifter, it, to me, it sounds like, especially with a, a song like Yes, Yes, Hey, Hey, like, it sounds like they started with the chorus. Like, I've got this cool chorus idea. Let's build a song around it. As opposed to it felt like Limb Lifter was like, I've got a cool riff. Let's write a song or some chord progression. And maybe that the chorus doesn't 
meet the expectation. Whereas these feel like a lot of chorus ideas, not that the songs are bad, but just like, I've got a killer hook. I got to write a song around it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you got the impression either Jay, but uh, yeah, as well, I, but I think you, yes, I would agree that that would make sense to me. Um, you end up with, I think if you write that way or you're able to write it that way, it's easier to write concise songs too. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause you've already got the point of the song at the start and then you're just figuring out, okay, how do we get there? What do we do in the middle? Right. I mean, everything right. just becomes easier. It's all about like, how fast can we get to it? You know, how do we set it up? How do we carry it out at the end? Like that would make a ton of sense. And these songs are very, you know, compact, concise to the point. Um, so that would be consistent with, you know, write the hook first and then put the minimal amount of information around it that you need to. Right. Cause if you're not starting with the hook, like that song starts with the hook, they're getting yeah. to it in like 30 seconds yeah, or 40 seconds and stuff like that, which is, you know, that's a power pop. It's thing. like practically every song in cheap tricks. Uh, what is that album? Oh, one-on-one. It's like, starts with a verse and it or it does the chorus and then does the verse and does the chorus it's like starts with the chorus that's it's the like, aerosmith method too you start with yeah, the chorus yeah it's like we're gonna catch you so we're gonna hook you and then we'll screw around in the other in the verse and the bridge and all of that but yep, yep. that freaking song that yes yes hey hey is a weird song sorry i mean it's not if it, there's nobody it's gonna be like oh this is a power pop band hey listen to their first song it's like that's not i mean it's not. It's yeah. just. It's. I don't know what to call it. Vocally, vocally, you can hear like, oh yeah, I could see where this, the power pop thing is could come into play. But musically, yeah, it's it's off kilter what than what you would expect. Mm-hmm. And that that's what I enjoyed. That um, it just sounded original, right? That that song in particular. Um, and there's a couple others on the record where you're like, okay, this is a distinct thing. Like a lot of power pop bands can start to blend together, but there's a few moments on here where it's like no this has this band has a distinct sound yeah pure power pop bands sound a lot alike so when i say i like power pop i usually like stuff that's got a lot heavier guitar and it's a lot it's not so um i don't know i don't know how to describe it everything sounds um the same if you're really into power pop and you're a real strict you know, kind of like everything sounds like the monkeys or something. I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not something that really is very attractive to me. I just pulled up the album artwork and the font that was chosen for the credit section is a, is abysmal. Oh, it's, it's like horrible. some retro font. It's like super hard to read. And then it's the back of it's against pictures, which makes it even harder to read. Yeah. There's like, there's too many fonts. I and mean, it's there's like that few, font. The color font of the, it's yeah. fuchsia. It's fuchsia. Yeah. There's different, there's like three different fonts on the CD itself. The back has a different font. The yeah. The, I think uh, it was one font. One font. There is Little a line font. in here. There is a line in the back of the album cover that says Wonder Band uses loud drums and loud guitars because they want the best. That's what it says. How about that? It's like uh, Tesla saying no machines were used in the making of this record. <laughs> yeah, isn't that like a kiss thing about, oh, that's you wanted the best, you got the best. That's yes, probably not the same thing. Jay, let's move on to our, our next section. Oh, yeah. Known as what didn't work for you on this record. Right. 
well there so i'm hearing two singers right Mm -hmm. one of them the very deadpan delivery uh very dry and and with the dry production and sort of that deadpan delivery you hear it on may queen in the verses and you hear it on circle and fall it it, circle and fall is probably the better example where it just doesn't sound connected to the band uh both from a production standpoint and delivery standpoint um it just lacks the emotion or any human element it's just like singing like robot here is the melody and then the band is off in a different space uh the two don't it's weird like they don't sound like they're playing together uh so there's some I think delivery or stylistic choice with the one singer that isn't always working for me. And then there's some production issues that are making it or exasperating it, making it even worse. Um, I think the album doesn't end on a great note. I think hint of jealousy and special to me sound like maybe them trying to write Weezer songs. Um, (laughs) It gets a little slow, a little overly cute and goofy. Uh, they're just not super compelling. They're they're forgettable songs to end the record on, and um, made me start to think of other bands of the time that they might be trying to like mimic or write like, which wasn't the way I wanted to leave the record when I had started it, thinking, "Oh shit, this is a total like." really unique take it's very accessible right very poppy but also a unique take on this genre and what you can do with it by the end of the record i was like oh they're kind of just trying to wait weezer songs so didn't love how the record ends with those two tracks um and i think my last criticism would just be i think the bass on the record sounds great i think the vocals can be okay sometimes like i mentioned are not good the guitars in general are fine. The drums, though, are a bit flat. And I think yeah. overall that it just could have a little bit more punch to it. I think if, I don't know, maybe there's something they could do in the EQ or something when they were recording the record. I don't know that it needs to be pre-recorded, but there's something about the drums that are just not quite as dynamic as I would want here. Um, they don't pop out in the mix. The bass saves it the, the, a bit. Um, and fills in the I think the, the space between the guitars and the drums pretty well so overall I think sonically when you put it on it it sounds good but when I was really getting into the record I, I was wanting those drums just to have some more, a little bit more kick and punch to them I agree with you on the drums like the snare sounds like a little blocky like a yeah. little and on on um I mentioned don't, I don't mind earlier it actually kind of disappears yeah. because the guitar is kind of so big and chunky playing lower chords uh that it when he hits his chord the the snare drum just kind of is gone um so yeah like a punchier sound in the drums would help i think and on circle and fall you mentioned that one too that was on my list he almost sounds flat in parts of those songs because he's like singing with such that deadpan low register that it it comes across as sounding uninterested or flat or I don't know what it, what the problem is going on there. I don't fly, I just circle and fall down. Most of the dust that is all around. But I just circle and 
Which is interesting because he also wrote the first track, Robert yeah. Finelli, which I think is the like one of the coolest songs. <laughs> and but it also is I understand what you're saying. Like his vocal is not quite as poppy as Kyle Kelso's. Mm-hmm. Um but I think that works on the up when it's up tempo, mm-hmm. like on yes, yes, hey, hey, it's okay. It's yep. almost almost more of a shout than a sing not a shout but you know yeah. it's not really singing it's more like just hey hey you know exactly that even that sort of staccato delivery yeah works okay as opposed to long drawn out notes and that's when it starts to sound a little less um a little less on point and i agree with you ending the record on two slow songs for this type of record is not what i would do um I realize it's a short record. I mean, it's only 34 minutes, 30, 34 and a half minutes. So to cut any songs, I mean, you're already pretty short to begin with. Um, so I don't know if it's a matter of just rearranging stuff. I, I don't love. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of songs I don't love, but I like them better up tempo. Let's just put it that way. That's, that's where my sweet spot is for the band. What about you, Winnie? Is there stuff that I know you mentioned that maybe there was one song that you didn't care for? Is there any yeah, nitpicking? So, uh, yeah, so a little bit. So with Jay, uh, he mentioned Hint of Jealousy and Special. And you said also that there were two slow songs to end the record. And if Jay said it felt like Hint of Jealousy and Special, which are the last two songs, kind of try to be a little weasery. Hint of Jealousy is definitely sounds like Rivers Cuomo, which I mentioned earlier, right? Yeah. Um, special. I said also earlier that I would have taken that song and moved it somewhere up the mix a little bit because I think it's a good song. And, you know, the chorus and everything, the way the verse leads, I think that's a good song, but it just doesn't need to be coupled with that other slow song and the end of the album. So I would probably rearrange that a bit, but I think both of those songs are okay. They just could maybe fall somewhere else in the playlist, right? Um, Circle and Fall, I, it's, it's it's not a good song. It sounds horrible. I mean, it, not production-wise either. It's just not for all the points you guys already mentioned, and I won't rehash them. It's just, it's a skip for me. I'm. It's the only one I skip by. Otherwise, everything is just ear candy to me, right? I would say I'm with you on the vocals a bit, especially the one guy. Um, the vocals don't stray for him too far from what my wife likes to call uh, weird all vocals, right? She. She always says, how come everybody you listen to sounds like Weird Al Yankovic? Like, what? What, are you, what are you talking <laughs> oh, about? I never she thought like, of that. That's Because she like listens to, she, my wife is really like, she's very impressed by people with tremendous vocals and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, if I don't have a song, I'm a hook. I don't give a crap about vocals, yeah. right? right. Um, lyr- lyrically, I don't know what the songs are about most of the time. They seem, the band members seem a little old from the grainy album cover uh, to be like, so obsessed with school that's a little creepy but i don't know enough about what they're singing about to know if it's really creepy i don't know so whatever i just let the lyrics go in one ear and out the other and just kind of sing along with the stuff that fits in with the songs you know like yes yes hey hey it's like just like the look like the girl sang for till tuesday right i mean how can you not want to sing along with that he even yeah, drops um, uh voices carry yeah oh, he drops voices carry yeah. in that too he has yeah. some little clever turn of yeah. phrase um you have yeah, a video, I, you get Amy Mann to guest star in the video. Come on. It would be awesome. Yeah. It was an opportunity missed because she was yeah. she was like 
every or guy here's the other or pitch i would do it's a video of him like walking into places like coffee shops and he keeps seeing like a big blonde poofy hairdo but it's a different <laughs> chick each time yeah and then like the last time he doesn't go in it's actually amy mann <laughs> standing there tim music video production you See? missed it you missed your chance i don't know Move what... over spike jones i guess yeah exactly um but that's about it for me i mean i again i i thought about picking something you know different i don't but this is just interesting stuff to talk about i like i like pulling up albums that are that nobody's really heard that i think are good records good well-produced talented musicians you know good songwriters whatever i mean so you know give it a chance i could listen to shiner starless next year i suppose or something sure which is one i keep threatening because i love that record so much but anyway well what year did that come out 2000 it's like the only thing that isn't streaming it's so weird well, it's like you have to suggest that now for our 2000s episode because we we are revoking the two the 2000 rule oh i left that list on discard of about 50 of them yes starless, then starless was in there okay yeah i didn't i didn't yeah. make this i'm making this official now the marvelous three 2000 rule is hereby revoked since we're doing aughts records we need sometimes to make you got to make the call when you're running the shows you guys you gotta <laughs> right <laughs> gotta make the rules and people gotta There's obey the, them the declaration uh glad i was here for it don't <laughs> get trouble for picking one later let's get into our overall ratings jay for this because i'm not going to say why wasn't this more popular because jesus christ didn't come out on it, it yeah, they just yeah, yeah. pressed a few and gave them to their friends apparently i don't know where they, right. i don't know where you got this record i don't but, even know where but they're I'm, from yeah but i'm totally uh, agree with the timing wise this is the kind of stuff that was you know having hits like presence the usa and mm -hmm. even um crash test dummies no 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 no, no. <laughs> uh the band we talked about earlier that they sound like jellyfish no fountains of wayne mm -hmm. um, oh yeah even if you think about like their main you know their biggest hit stacy's mom you know that lyric is exactly what you're talking about yep so by the yeah, way why I mean, it's more of a question of like not why it wasn't a big but like why didn't a label pick this up right um there was a somebody made a video on tiktok uh, using the music of stacy's mom but uh basically chastising stacy's mom for going after young boys like how inappropriate was that right oh yeah like that's that totally would not fly no no that's uh not cool not cool not cool, not cool stacy's mom <laughs> all right overall ratings for this record we'll share the patreon poll results in just a minute but jay where do you land worthy album better ep or decent single i'm gonna land at a worthy album it's so short uh it's so uh, concise in the songwriting i like that there's a couple not huge left turns but just enough to shake it up make it original um, and then it's very accessible. I mean, I think it's a very easy listen. Really, the end of the record, you know, there's a skipper in the middle, and then the end of the record is a bit of a fizzle out. So, you know, I could even see just for me, maybe listen to track 10 and call it a day. And uh, yeah, we're the album. I agree with you. I would cut, I don't like Rose and Bloom because I have 
psychological issues connected to that name. <laughs> uh, circle and fall and hint of jealousy. I, I think special by if and if it went after I don't mind by itself, I think that would be okay. I think having two in a row is is like sounds like it kind of drags at the end. But I would cut three songs, make it a nine song album, which would make it like twenty five minutes. But who cares? I mean, that's a very solid twenty five minutes of music. So yeah, that's where I'm at, Whitney. Yeah, well, I'm going to cut Circle and Fallout, but I'm just going to leave the rest. So I'll, I have 11 songs I would put in there, but I'd figure out something different to do with Hint of Jealousy and Special at the end, like you guys mentioned. So I would do something with that if I was the guy who was mixing the d- songs up. But other than that, uh, yeah, it's a worthy album for me. Well, our patrons in a close race agreed with us. Worthy album, 57% to 43% for better EP. And I could see like if you might want to pick six songs and and pick the absolute best six songs from this record. I mean, that's reasonable. Um mm-hmm. but I I think this is a really interesting find and I'm glad you glad you brought it to us. That hey yes yes hey hey. I actually keep a playlist by year on Spotify. So every time we review something, if it's on Spotify, I just dump it into that so that I can listen to that year. And yes, yes, hey, hey, is right now going into 1997. Nice. Actually, I, I'm a, you're allowed three picks. So I'll be taking that song, uh, Pin Up, and I Don't Mind. So 1997, say hello to Wunderband. <laughs> Germany's... Greatest power to pop export. <laughs> pay attention to that. Pay attention to that guitar solo and wall of dishes if you haven't paid attention to it yet. That that I, is a killer little guitar solo. It is. Might be it one of my favorites. Me, it, I'm with you. It's in my notes. It it almost made me wonder if it was somebody else. Yeah, it, it was. It sounds like, very different. Like uh, I'm like, did Brian May just drop into this record? What the hell just happened? <laughs> I have a couple of guitars behind me that I can barely play, but would you say, is that a slide? Is that slide soloing they're doing in that? Do you remember? It God, because it just doesn't sound like, it sounds awesome. Uh, it's harmonized, anyway. I know. I'm not sure if it's a slide or not, but uh, I, don't I, mean, know. I can hear the technique and it, it could be slide. Um, okay. Well, as long as you guys aren't sure, I'm just, I'm just, I hear that solo and I'm like, God, that's is that a, a double solo. guitar or is he using like an octaver pedal or something like that? It could be a pedal, but it's even the, it's not just the sound. It's like the composition of it even is very, it's very guitarish. It's very guitar nerdy kind of. Yeah. Yes. 16 yes, is a decent solo on it, but it's not as good as that. I mean, it's, that's, I don't think any other solo really, they don't that's try so, many solos, I don't think. Right. That sounds like a solo, like by somebody who, a lot of this record, the solo sound like, okay, the guy who plays guitar played a solo. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. That sounds like, oh, somebody came in and was like, I'm going to drop a right. killer solo on this song. It's like well, when Steely Dan would bring in a guitar player to Walter yes. Becker or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> Wait, he was always with Steely Dan. No, he was he? always with Steely Dan. No, they brought in like Skunk Baxter to play it. Oh, that's it. Skunk solo. Baxter. He's the one. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not a big Steely Dan guy. Don't, but... don't forget Skunk Baxter. No. It's a legend. <laughs> sorry. Uh, <laughs> Whitney, thank you for bringing this record to us. This was such a, you know, there's a billion records from the 90s. We 
definitely would not have found this on our own. So thank cool. you. Hey, I have to, I'm going to, I bragged on the discord that I've only had one record on six tries where you guys haven't been unanimous with worthy album. Oh, and it was human radio. You guys split. Jay said it was Jay said better EP. Otherwise I got Tim all six albums, which is Dang, my goal is to keep, is to keep capturing Tim. you guys. I'm a sucker <laughs> for the, for the power pop, especially power pop with like a little twist. Like you this, give me, yeah. you give me some like twist on power pop. I'm, I'm there. Like make it a little heavier, make it a little more alt rocky, make it a little more alt rocky. Give it some weird percussion. Give me some, give me some, you know, like just give me some curveballs. I, I know we're, we sh we're done talking about this, but uh, I just had a thought like that wall of dishes song too. We're talking about the solo. That song reminds me of meat puppets for some reason. So if you get a chance to listen to it again, it reminds me of a meat puppet song, like uh backwater for some because reason the harmonies too probably with the kirkwood brothers doing their harmonies i'm sure and that's I, why i think that's why um in some of the songs that robert finelli sings like another guy there's so much harmonizing in that song that it doesn't bring his vocal issue with returns to being like a little less mm -hmm. interesting um that's why it works but there you go Wunderband, wonder band awesome. the soul album from the band from 1997 if you can find their mp3.com ep good luck i'm gonna look for it i'm gonna go looking so this is on spotify it's on youtube you can you can listen to this record fairly easily if you're like me on apple music you're screwed but hey so just hey. so you know whitney on discogs only one person has that ep oh nice a member of the band? I don't know. I don't know who it is, but yeah, it's probably a member of the band, to be quite honest. I mean, I had to do a lot of work on their discogs for this album. So Jesus, I hope I get some kind of residual or something <laughs> for <laughs> yeah, that one the, copy. That sweet discog money. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't be the first time I've done a little more discog editing too on some other things, but I'm not nerdy about it if I pick the wrong you know, if, if it's not a, the right variant, if it's not variant 86, you know, I'm not going to sweat it. Right. Well, thank you again for bringing this record. And I want to remind the folks that are listening at home or in their car or on the subway or in a plane, perhaps a bike. Uh, a, in a box with a fox. In a box with a fox with a bag of rocks. <laughs> As, uh, Wherever yeah. you are, however you're listening. You can also pick a record by joining us. I think we're really close to filling up. I think we might have like one spot left. If you want to suggest a record, you join us at the uh, board of directors level and you're, you're su suggesting a record. And uh, you can also suggest albums at digmeoutpodcast.com where our patrons vote. Every month we have our tournament, 27 albums, enter the cage they battle it out and then there's one victor at the end of each month and that's what happens with our poll voting which happens with the episodes it happens with our roundtables. it's also where you can read the box newsletter at patreon and you can sign up for it at the podcast the box newsletter comes out every week new releases from the 80s 90s and now the aughts uh music movies books TV shows, documentaries, all those kinds of things. 
You'll find it in the box newsletter. Two new reviews of uh, new releases. And uh, Apple Podcasts is the last thing. That's where you go to leave positive feedback about this uh, thing we do every every week. That uh, you know, we went from Soundgarden to Wonder Band. Love it. That's that's the scope what we're about man. That's the scope of this podcast. I wonder what will be next. I guess you'll have to tune in to find out. <laughs> Dying to find out. On the next episode of Dig Me Out. <laughs> I wish I could do that. I wish I could tease the next episode with like a clip where it's like, where Jay's like, damn you son of a bitch. And then it just cuts off. <laughs> we should start doing that. We should start creating fake on the next episode clips of us fighting. And then when we cut to it, it's never there. And people are like, well, what happened to the fight? We're like, well, we cut it in editing. Just didn't, it didn't fit the flow of the episode. Right. So we had, to, we had to cut it. I'll start like, a rumor and say Tim and G are breaking up. Uh, <laughs> we have to get some tabloid material going. Yes, exactly. Be, some beefs. <laughs> we, we don't have any beefs. We need beefs. I know. Apparently, you need to have them. I think that's that's how you get the people. Really, how you get to the next level. Got to get a little uh, cave conflict cave going on. We got a Jan Winter. We're coming for you. <laughs> coming do some for you, Jan work. Winter. You can't handle the heat that's coming down. <laughs> it's it's my, my theory at this point is it's all just professional wrestling. So you basically just take that archetype, and that's exactly what you got to do. You're right. So. All right. Thanks again, Whitney, for, for spending your evening with us. Yeah, thanks, you guys. And uh, that's it. For Jay, I'm Tim. We're out, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Dig Me Out. Another guy. You always cared for another guy. You always cared for